Parents and guardians, it's time once again for the Fearless Parenting Show. Welcome back to the Fearless Parenting Podcast. Today I'm back with my guest Jessica Spears for part two of a two-part interview. Jessica Spears is the author of BFF or NRF, which stands for Not Really Friends, A Girl's Guide to Happy Friendships. Jessica's book grew out of her friendship program that strengthens social awareness and helps kids learn how to navigate common struggles. She holds a master's degree in social sciences and explores social-emotional topics in ways that connect with preteens and teens. So without any further ado, here's Jessica Spear. Well, you know, another thing I, I see that you, you have that, that caught my interest uh, is nine hidden friendship truths. So, you know, tell me what some of those truths are and, and, and why you picked out these nine truths. And this actually is kind of the basis for my book about friendship. Um, as I was diving into this and exploring this topic with kids and running friendship groups, I realized, you know, there are some, there are some, underlying truths to friendship that we learn kind of over the course of our lives um, and sometimes in painful ways. So in my friendship <laughs> programs, what I like to do is, you know, what happens if we kind of just talk about these right from the get-go, you know, so we don't learn them. We, we, we're going to learn them, you know, we're going to experience them, but it might be a little less painful. So, so one of the friendship truths is that friendships have different phases and change over time. Um, so my book is for, you know, middle grade students. So eight to 12 years old. And that's when a lot of kids start to experience these changes. And sometimes we can, you know, think that that change means there's something wrong with us or there's something wrong with this person, you know, but the truth is that, you know, friendships do change over time, over the yes, course of our lives, you know, so if we come into this knowing, you know, that friendships do have changes and that's okay, you know, I, my hope is that it helps kids realize, you know, there's nothing wrong with them. You know, they're, they're, we are all figuring this out and friendships have different seasons. Um, um, so, yeah, so that's a simple truth that I think when I was working with girls in my groups, that was a huge relief. Like, oh, okay, it's not, there's nothing wrong with me. Friendships do change. Right. Seasons, I, I love that friendships have seasons. Uh, you know, there were friends I had back in college. Some of them I still talk to now, and they were really good friends. But that was that season. Now I'm in another season of my life, and that season was different than the season I was in when I was in high school. I, I think right now there's one, maybe two people from when I graduated high school that I, we, it's just because we went different ways, different states. Uh, I joined the military. Uh, you know, things just took us to different areas. And after graduating college and becoming an officer again, I went to a, a different place. So moms and dads, there are seasons. And you know what? Your kids don't know this. Your, your preteens and teens don't know this. And it's up to you to let them know just like Jessica says, there are seasons. It's going to be okay. And you can find out more if you get Jessica's book. <laughs> She's got these truths all laid out as a guide for you so that you can sit down and have a realistic conversation with your child 
on friendship and help them better understand what they're going through. And I'm going to have a link to her book in the podcast description. Every time you come to Fearless Parody, you need to check out the podcast description because in that description, I have links to the resources and services of my guests on parenting, and you need to check this out. Jessica has an awesome book. Jessica, I like to follow up, and I gotta ask you this: What is this thing you call the friendship pyramid, and why is it useful? Um, you know, when working with our uh, preteens and teens. So this pyramid, uh, it's uh, shaped like a pyramid, of course. Um, so this is one of the, the resources in the book. And it, it includes a bunch of the truths that I'm, I'm speaking about. So let's picture this in our heads. We've got a pyramid. At the mm-hmm. very tippy top um, of the pyramid is our close friends. And that's a small part of the pyramid. Because as we now know as adults, there, it's it's hard to find close friends, and we yes. as humans tend to have five or five or less because those relationships, um, you know, take harder. They, you know, they, they take more time to develop. They take more trust. They take more connection. Amen. So um, sometimes we might only have one close friend. You know, and sometimes we might have none, and that feels really unsettling. And and especially in the preteen and the teen years, you know. So so, but. Um, you know, the, the truth about close friends is they are hard to find. Um, so we all might go through a stage in life where we don't have that. And that's a, that feels really unstable. Um, so it's an important time to really guide our kids if they end up in a phase where they feel like they don't have that. But, you know, what's really important for, for preteens and teens to know is that it's, it is hard to find these folks and that's, that's okay. It's just, it, you know, they're, they're gifts in our lives. You know, some, you know, over the course of our lives, we come across people that we really connect with at these deeper levels. Um, but that doesn't happen every day, you know, so that's why that's a yeah, it's teeny tiny top of the pyramid. So most of the pyramid is this lumped into the Deep, the big middle, which is friends. And so for preteens and teens these days, that can mean lots of things. So they might be just friends on social media, or they might be a friends because they're on a team together, or they might be in a class. So those friendships feel different, um, you know, than our close friends. And, you know, we might not share as much. Um, we, you know, but, you know, we like this person and there's a, there's some sort of connection there, but that's pretty broad. Um, and especially since some of these friends might not actually be in person, um, you know, yeah, there's not a lot, maybe not of disclosure about ourselves. It's a different feeling, you know, but we're going to throw them in that friends bucket. And then at the very base of the pyramid, we have acquaintances. So all these people we don't know um, that, you know, we might see across town or we might, you know, you know, be at the same party as them and they are possible new friends. So the, the what's helpful for this, for students to see and, and, and kids is that, you know, there's different levels and phases of, of friendship, you know, so running up and down the side of the friendship is that change. So you can have a close friend, you know, that actually might go back to an acquaintance over time. You know, or you can have an acquaintance that might grow into a close friend someday. Um, you know, so, you know, mis- misunderstandings and change are common in this pyramid, but it helps to kind of give them the lay of the land um, and to know that new friends are always out there, too. And you know what? There will be misunderstandings with some of the people that you meet, some of the friends, because it, it, it's not because we're bad people or that they're bad people. It's just that we all have unique behavioral characteristics. Um, I'm a 
Maxwell certified uh, behavioral consultant. And, and one of the things that you know I try to tell moms and dads, you know, is you, you got at least four different styles. You got your your dominant D's, and oh, luckily only three percent of the world are made up of us because everybody else would kill us otherwise. <laughs> so, uh, my, my daughter's an I, high I, just life of the party. Uh, she she just loves people, loves hanging out with people. My wife, uh, salt of the earth, uh, volunteer. She's a supportive type person. She's all about the processes of life, which makes her great at her job. And then there's my son. He's high-functioning autistic, and he is a rule keeper. So he's very analytical. He knows that he's right because he has all the details to prove to you that he is right. And, you know, my daughter will think that he's arguing, but he's not. He's just telling you all the facts, and there are many facts that he has of why he's right. And then sometimes we get into conflicts because we meet our polar opposite, and and we think that they don't like us or that they're bullying us or being mean to us. they're, They're not mean. They're not bad. They're not necessarily a bully. They're just not you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, one thing, one of my mantras is, you know, there's always more to the story that we don't see or understand, you know, and I love that you have this deep knowledge of those, you know, people in your home because yeah, there is so much more to all of us, you know, and you're right. You know, the, all that stuff that, that makes us complex human beings is what causes a lot of friction um, and conflict in relationships. Um, you know, we are, are so unique and our needs are so unique. And even our expectations for relationships are so unique. You know, so I always encourage my kids, you know, to give people the grace, you know, so, so this friendship might not be right for them now for their very own unique reasons. And that's okay. You know, let's, let's try to not take everything so personally. Let's realize there's more to the story. Let's avoid the assumptions and let people be on the journey that they're on. Mm -hmm. And sometimes even that friend will make a mistake because, News alert, nobody's perfect. Yep. Okay. Yep. So your friends go make a mistake. And guess what? You go make one too. Yes. It's, it's just a matter of time. And you know what? You just gotta have grace. I love what you said about grace. Grace is so important. And, and moms and dads, while your kids are struggling uh with uh socially and, and uh you know, doing the preteens and adolescents, uh, you you just got to have some grace with them too, because they never been there before. And so you have to guide them through it. And you know what? You haven't been there before, because you may say that you have, okay, I have one who's gone through the teens and I got one that's coming up, but guess what? It may be a little bit different from them and you should expect that it would be different. Am I right about that, Justin? Oh, yes. It's going to be totally different. You know, they're, they're each having their own experience, so it will be different. Um, you know, and I think as parents, we can model this. We can model that grace. And if we want to throw a really fancy psychological term on it, um, there's a term called hostile or negative attribution bias versus a neutral 
um, or positive attribution bias. And what that means is we as humans have a tendency, we've kind of a knee-jerk reaction when something happens to assume the best in people or to assume the worst in people. Mm. Um, so the, the negative and hostile attribution bias, you know, happens when we might, you know, assume the worst and a neutral or positive is when we're going to maybe give the benefit of the doubt um, to people. And, and studies have shown that those people that can cultivate a neutral or a positive attribution bias, they're just happier people, you know, so this is something that we can cultivate within ourselves and we can cultivate in our home, you know, to try to give the benefit of the doubt to people, you know, don't always assume the negative and the hostile intent, um, you know, until we know the whole story, let's, let's try to see the best in people. And that, of course, is going to ripple through all of our relationships. Well, as Paul Harvey says, there's always the other side of the story. Now, some of you younger parents out there might not know who Paul Harvey is, but you could, you could Google it like we could Google a lot of other different things. Well, moms and dads, again, I want to encourage you to check out the podcast description because I'm going to have a link there to Jessica's book and, and her website. Please go check her out. And uh, you you may not need what she has out there now, but there may come a time. You you moms and dads who have five, six, seven, eight-year-olds, okay, uh, may, maybe it's not time yet, or maybe your child is about to hit those preteen years. I definitely want to encourage you parent, parents and guardians to uh, get hot on this and, and get this book and, and prepare yourself for that time because if you're intentional in your preparation, more you're more likely going to follow through with it with your child. Well, Jessica, I want to thank you for taking of your time and being on my podcast for my moms and dads and guardians that I have out there. Oh, thank you for having me and thank you for what you do. What a gift to parents out there to have you as a resource. You've got their back and you're feeding them such positive information. So thank you, Stan. It's such a pleasure to meet you. Well, I, I appreciate the kind words, but you know, I, it, it's just from experience, which a lot of that is falling down and making mistakes myself and learning from it and then trying to tell other people so that they don't make the same mistakes. Well, Bob's Dance Guardians, this brings us to the end of this episode. One more time, I want to remind you, check out the podcast description where you'll find a link to Jessica's book and her website. And I want to challenge you, as I always do, go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless. Well, that concludes part two of my two-part interview with Jessica Spears. Please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to her book and her website. I highly suggest you checking that out. So until next time, God bless. <music>